A large portion of Southern California is waking up under a state of emergency this morning as Hurricane Hillary barrels toward land. California Governor Gavin Newsom is deploying more than 7,000 responders as residents who plan to wait out the storm. They are stuffing sandbags and stocking their refrigerators before Hillary makes landfall as a tropical storm later today. In the next 48 hours, Hillary is expected to bring catastrophic flooding, fierce winds, heavy downpours to Southern California to the coast there there in what officials say will be the wettest tropical cyclone in the state's history. We're joined now by CNN meteorologist Allison Chinchar. So the rain from Hurricane Hillary, that's really the major concern over the winds, right? Absolutely, yes. And it really, it's because it's going to be more widespread. You're going to have a larger population that really sees the impacts from the rain. Now, we take a look at where the rain is now. You're starting to see a lot more of that rain surge back in, not only to California, but also Nevada, areas of Arizona, even Utah. And eventually, it will spread into the Pacific Northwestern states as well. The overall threat, again, is very widespread. Places like Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and San Diego under a moderate risk for excessive rainfall. Las Vegas, one of two places that and Bishop California have already set record rainfall amounts. That was from yesterday. More records are likely to come in the next 24 to 48 hours. But it's this pink area here. That's the high risk for excessive rainfall, the highest category you could be in. And that includes Death Valley National Park and places like Palm Springs and Palm Desert. To put this in perspective, this is a photo from last summer, Death Valley National Park. All of these cars trapped after a severe flooding event took place and they had mud flows subsequently afterwards. This was caused by less than an inch and a half of rain. OK, less than an inch and a half. And that's because this area only sees about two inches roughly every year. The forecast for the next 36 hours is two to four inches. So you're talking a year's worth of rain in a short period of time. And even last year when we had significant flooding problems, they only got less than that. So again, we're likely going to see those problems not just in Death Valley, but really for a lot of these areas of Southern California, Nevada, portions of Utah, Arizona, and then even spreading farther north. That's why you have all of these flood watches in effect. Another concern also is severe thunderstorms. We have the potential for damaging winds and yes, even a few tornadoes for areas of Southern California as we head into the afternoon and the evening hours. This is a large storm with a huge footprint, unlike what we usually see in San Diego. Normally we're used to small pockets that kind of bounce around. That's not the case. It's already pouring rain out into the desert and east of us. So it will come and it will have the impact that's pro projected. Just the threat of mudslides and flooding is forcing some people to leave their homes. An evacuation order is already in effect for parts of San Bernardino County. And on Catalina Island, people who have certain medical needs have been strongly encouraged to evacuate the island. We spoke to a man who said that he's heading back to the island this morning to ride out the storm. Not sure what to expect tomorrow, but uh, we've been warned that the power might be turned off in the island. So uh, and storm surge and waves and things, so it could be pretty rough, I guess. Across Southern California, store shelves, get that there, they're empty as people prepare to stay indoors, at least for the next couple days. CNN's Natasha Chen with more now from Los Angeles. 
Amara and Victor, officials in San Diego have been telling residents there to be prepared for the most intense weather to come through Sunday afternoon. First, strong rains followed by heavy winds, especially in the mountain areas, uh, inland to the east. In fact, we've got lots of uh, national parks and preserves like Death Valley, Joshua Tree, Mojave. They're all closed, discouraging people from coming. A lot of plans for big events and concerts have been canceled or postponed this weekend. For example, baseball games that were scheduled for Sunday moved to Saturday. Uh, the concerts at the Hollywood Bowl canceled. And even the U.S. Navy has moved their ships and submarines from San Diego temporarily until this weather passes through. The Coast Guard and other emergency officials are telling people throughout Southern California to really just avoid the water. Stay out of the water. Stay out of uh, the flood-prone areas. Now, people whose homes and areas may have seen flooding in the winter storms months ago should be prepared to do similar things here with sandbags, bringing items indoors, not driving out into the weather if they don't have to. Uh, but officials also say that, you know, the wildfires and earthquakes that Californians are used to, uh, the Californians who are used to those disasters should be prepared in this case, especially since this is an event that can be tracked by radar, as opposed to those other natural disasters that sometimes you, you can't tell the direction or the timing of them. Uh, officials are really just warning people that if they don't have to be out, please do not go out Sunday and Monday. Uh, the school districts and other employers may be making their own decisions come Monday about whether students and workers actually show up to their place of work or to school. Emma and Victor, back to you. President Biden and his team are closely monitoring Hurricane Hillary this morning. FEMA officials held a call yesterday ahead of the storm to brief the president. In that call, FEMA explained that they are deploying a team to Southern California so it's in place when the storm hits. None of their resources will be pulled from Maui to help with this storm. I'm joined now by Craig Fugate. He is a former FEMA administration. Uh, good morning, Craig. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. So what is the top priority for a team on the ground like that when preparing for a storm like this? Well, it's really to get in with the state regional office and the local officials so that as they start looking at what they potentially would need, FEMA's already working on it. Uh, the thing we've learned going as far back as Katrina, as far back as Hurricane Andrew, is you can't wait till you know how bad something is to start moving resources in. So again, they'll be linking up with local officials, state officials, uh, anticipating what they're thinking and start moving resources in anticipation of those needs. And what kind of resources are we talking about? Well, for flooding, what we're probably looking at with this storm is gonna be uh, right, widespread power outages. Uh, so everything from emergency power to uh, cleanup kits to some basic commodities. But as was pointed out, this is primarily going to be a rainstorm. We're looking at a lot of flooding. Uh, and historically, this is a thing I think we, we sometimes lose track of. We keep talking about wind. Uh, these storms are deadly from water. In fact, more people drown in hurricanes and tropical storms than they do from the wind. And so the important message you're putting out there is stay home, stay off the roads, don't drive through flooded areas. Could keep the death toll down uh, given the severity of the storm.
Yeah, you know, I'm from Southern California, Craig. My family is there. You know, we're, we're used to wildfires. We've dealt with, you know, plenty of earthquakes. But storms, even the simple rainstorm, we're not used to. And now we're talking about, you know, a tropical storm. Um, are, are you, what, do you have specific concerns about the fact that it's, you know, it, it, at least the, the winds and some of the gusts could hit, and of course this rain event, uh, could hit an area that is not accustomed, accustomed to this kind of rainfall in such a short period of time? And, and is California set up to handle a storm like this? Well, you know, as far as the response from uh, California Office of Emergency Services and their team, uh, I'm not concerned about that. Uh, California is one of those states with a lot of resources, a lot of capabilities. I am concerned, and this has been something we're seeing repeated over and over again, is extreme weather in areas that have never experienced it before. And what we don't know what we don't know. Our infrastructure wasn't built for it. Uh, you know, comparing it to other types of different disasters doesn't always tell us what's going to happen. And I think the big concern is people underestimate how deadly this flooding can be. Uh, particularly if they've been in an area that's not usually seen this and drive out thinking that normal areas would be okay, finding them underwater and try to drive through them and drown. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a concern. And, you know, I think what's at the top of mind for so many people is this climate crisis, right? We're seeing disaster after disaster, obviously fueled uh, by climate change. And the impact that we're seeing is FEMA's resources being drained. We heard from, um, you know, Deanne Criswell, FEMA's administrator, who said that their disaster fund is nearly out of money. It's only August, which means the peak of hurricane season is not even here yet. When you hear that, uh, and it's going to cost about $6 billion, uh, that's what we're hearing in terms of the estimate, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, Maui's wildfires and the response there. What could this mean for the future? I mean, are you concerned? Well, obviously, and again, uh, I, when people say it's FEMA's money, it's not, it's yours. It's the taxpayer's money. And the taxpayer's increasingly seeing more and more of these events. And the other thing we're seeing is combined with the insurance crisis, because FEMA only reimburses for uninsured losses. So we see more and more people underinsured or without insurance, more and more governments without insurance. It increases the tax bill for you and me. Uh, and this is increasing. So again, Congress, I'm not worried about FEMA running out of money, but I do think we need to be concerned as a nation that if we're not investing more in buying down our risk and making more investments in building resilience for future, not past events, uh, as taxpayers, we're going to continue to pay the bill. Yeah.